Let's talk about Satan. <laughs> Why? The depths of hell. Do you know how they keep financing this operation called hell? You know where they get the money from this, babes? Or uh, for this? What? Well, many things, right? We have illegal guns, child pornography, um, you know, terrorism. Okay. But I think the way that hell is able to keep their finances up. I don't think there's any care about finances there, but... <laughs> Satan uses fraud. And this morning, <laughs> my little J-Lo had a conversation with the Prince of Darkness himself. Above, Satan's not even in hell right now. That's right. He came up here so he could use a telephone <laughs> and call my little J-Lo. <laughs> no, let's, let, let's explain this. Don't, don't, don't jump into any spiritual thing yet. This is what God has told me. Bubs, you're mocking. No, I'm not. Mm. Go ahead. Does your friends like that you mock me so much, Bubs? Some of them do. I think some of them just, you know, try yeah, to look at sure the way. I'm sure they do, Bubs. <laughs> if you're sure, sure they, they do, do, why do you have to ask the question? I just wanted to make sure that was correct. And I'm talking about my little... No, do you think you talked to Satan himself as I do? Or do you think that you spoke with a demon? It's demon. Demon. Not demon. Um, and uh, I don't know. He he might have used him uh, for his work. Yes, I, I believe that. Mm. I mean, that, that could be possible. I mean, people do some really crazy evil stuff. But anyone will do what they can to get a buck, I guess. The the people that are really power hungry. So this might not have been Satan himself, then. That's what you're, even though I think No, no. Satan would be a lot more kinder, but... In a very deceptive way, oh. but he he doesn't he doesn't come as a, uh, a fraudulent telemarketer. But I think he might use him. That would be a great name of a horror movie. Satan was my telemarketer. Oh my goodness! Tell the story. It sounds like a sketch, but you know. I don't know. Okay, so I received a phone call before eight a.m., which they're not supposed to do. By the way, I, I heard that um, fraudulent people um, usually call them by. Uh, between the hours of 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., I think it is. And they, they're not allowed to do that. I don't know. No, that's what I found out. I read about okay. it. Okay. So I want to commit fraud, but it's not 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds ridiculous, isn't it? Ah, I got to wait another 20 minutes. Keep going, babes. Well, it didn't stop this person. Go ahead. So I get this call, like, I'm guessing it's probably 7.30-ish, somewhere around there, or close to it. And they're telling me that, hey, um, did, um, there's been a purchase from Amazon and it was delivered and it was a laptop and ear, um, earphones. And I'm like, and the guy, and I'm thinking, what? And, and the, and the guy said, well, did you make these purchases? I said, no. And, and this guy had a, had a different accent. He wasn't from America. I think he might have been Asian. Anyway. Oh, don't tell Trump that. Bubs. Sorry, keep going. Stop it. Oh, babes, keep going, babes. You're interrupting me. All right, sorry, I didn't know I was doing that. Uh, give me a kiss. Uh, give me a kiss. I'll bite your nose. No, give me a kiss instead. No, you No, you, uh, you give me a kiss because you're worked up. Whoa. I'm trying uh, to tell my story, right, Bubs. Tell, tell it, babes. No more goodies for you. No, yeah, goodies for me. No, no tweets. Yeah, yeah, goodies for me. Okay? Okay. All right, give me a kiss just to pull back. You're going to watch me eat my barbecue chicken sandwich 
And well, yeah, and I'm gonna have some too. <laughs> All right. All right, Bubs. Okay, so. So I said, no, I didn't make these purchases. I confirmed it. And he said, okay, well, since you didn't make this purchase, I'm going to transfer you to the Federal Trade Commission. I'm thinking I'm going to talk to a real person. This guy who I will name because this person is fraudulent. Yeah, well, let's just say this is the name the person gave you. This is we the don't name know that the person gave If it's their real name or made up. We don't know if this person... We don't know if this person actually goes by this name, but he had a very strong accent. I think he might have either been from South Africa or maybe Australia, but he went by the name Kevin Foster. And I was wondering, does he have a home? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Yeah, because a home fosters growth. Anyway, or or something. Anyway. Well, it would be a foster home. A foster home, yeah. Thank you, guys. Yes. And, and, and for a minute, I thought it, his, his name was... His last name was Polster or Forrester because his accent was so thick. I thought, I'm like, um, what is that? And he said Foster. Okay. So he, he tells, he, so I give him the only information that he has on file is my name and my number at the time. He asked me for my zip code. I gave him the zip code as general information, right? Um, I did not give him any credit card numbers, any debit card numbers, any banking information. Um, only the, I mean, I, I didn't even, um, tell him about, um, the, the numbers to my account and all that. Other stuff. Um, you did not give that away. I didn't give my account numbers. No, nice. I didn't. I didn't even give, I didn't give my social security number. I didn't give my apartment number. So he didn't really have a lot to deal with. And so he said, okay, um, apparently you've got four separate accounts in your name and they use these accounts to buy uh, several thousand dollars worth of items and they're from four different states and he named them off. And I said, well, um, I may have relatives in these states, but they don't use my accounts. I never had any account activity from them because they don't have access to it. And that was true. They didn't. And so he said, okay, let me forward all these accounts to the courthouse in Washington, D.C., and I'll call you right back. And when I call you back, um, you'll have my number, So, which is actually a good thing. Yeah. Well, maybe, because these numbers are spoofed sometimes. Yeah, I know. But but it was a number uh, to, to get to get to the um, the FTC. So I uh, make sure I get down the number. He, uh, in, in the first phone call, he gave me his supposed federal ID number. He gave me my case ID number, which I'm pretty sure it's fraudulent. And then he calls me back a few minutes later. And by this time you're like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are We're you? We're going to get to my part of the story after you tell yours. Okay. So. Um, so he calls me back, I answer the phone and I'm, I'm by this time I'm outside and I'm cold because uh -huh. I already knew that she tried to call me and he said, okay, so, um, so we want to sit, so I want to secure your account. Um, I want to ask you some questions. Um, uh, where do you shop for groceries? And I said, where do I shop for groceries? Are, are you using this for um, information for security purposes? Like, well, I have to know. Um, 
where do you shop for groceries? And I just said, I, sh I order my groceries. Cause I didn't want to tell him what grocery store I like to go to sometimes. Uh -huh. Wasn't going to do that. And then he says, well, what we're thinking about doing, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to assign a police officer to you to keep you safe. But before I do that, um, is there any place that you can go to like a Walgreens or a Walmart? I said, um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a Walmart close by, but I don't, I think it's not, um, I think I said it was closed or something. You said it was I, close by because this is around the time that I get to see you. Yeah. And I heard you saying that as we're getting off the elevator. Yeah. And I said, uh, why, why should I, why do I need to go to these stores? He's like, well, there's a safety card that you have to purchase and we can't do this until you purchase this card. And I said, how much is it going to cost me? And he goes, $500. And I said, $500. And I said something right then, like, sounds like a scam. And I said, okay, goodbye. And then I hang up the phone and I, and before I hang up, before I hang up, I heard him say, are you still there? And I proceeded to hang up the phone and I was like. I cannot believe this happened to me. Yeah, hey, Kevin Foster, are you still in hell? Oh, my goodness. He's still alive, whoever it is. Oh, well, maybe he died since then. Oh, my goodness. Of natural causes. So, I am a little bit nervous about this. You're telling me um, that I need to call the non-emergency uh, number yeah. in here in Portland. And, and here's my thought. Yeah. They're obviously not going to arrest this guy, but you get the word out that something's going on. And I wasn't sure who to call. Obviously, we're not going to call 911 over something because it's big in Alana's world, but it's kind of trivial when it, nobody got physically injured or anything. And I didn't get any damages to my property or anything. Like and that. you did also didn't give out like any real information like your social security number or bank card number or anything like or that. Or apartment number. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's why I said, let's call the non-emergency line. But first, yeah. we had to get information. Well, first, let me kind of back up and say a little bit of my side of the story. Not much, but it just kind of feeds into this, right? Yeah. So I called you early this morning, and I'm like, hey, babes, I'm heading over there. And you're like, yeah, you can't give me I did not say that. You said something to that effect. But... So basically, I put in an order for tonight for some turkey and ham uh from costco and alana's like should we really do this and i'm trying to explain to her okay we don't have to but we're not going to have turkey tonight if we don't and you keep talking about it I'm like babes why don't we discuss this when i get over there mm -hmm. okay so we get off the phone take the bus and i usually call you after i get off so mm -hmm. you can come downstairs and we'll meet up mm -hmm. but i call you i keep calling you and i'm not getting you i called like i don't know four or five different yes times. you did yes you did and i left a message and i'm like oh i hope something's not up but that would be weird i hope nobody broke into her, her apartment or anything did and you then, text did you did you get my text though and i didn't get it until i checked my phone and called you back okay so i walk around first i come here to your place mm-hmm um and then i no, did i i got close and then i turned around you didn't you didn't come to my place because i came outside um, okay okay yeah. i got close and then i turned around and i went to fred meyers yep. and passed there and i'm just kind of walking and then i got the call from you so i head over here and you know i hear you talking on the phone when i get here and first i'm thinking this has to do with one of your sisters or your mom's planning to come back for thanksgiving to spend it with you i think oh great 
And then, and then after you get off the phone, you're kind of like stammering and I still don't know what's going on because mm-hmm. you're like taking a long time to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, <laughs> get to the point, tell me what's going on. And like an hour and a half later, you finally did. Yeah. It was a crazy thing. And then, so it might not have been an hour and a half. After, it wasn't an hour and a half. So I didn't want to do anything until I got the groceries because the person didn't even shop yet. And it was. Uh, it was almost eight o'clock and the person was supposed to shop between nine and 11. Yeah. And I'm kind of a vengeful person too. Yeah. You were thinking some pretty vengeful thoughts. Oh, we'll get to that in a little while. Yes. Yes. So I get the groceries later than I thought I was going to get it, but they, but the person who delivered it was really good. Yes. And they got pretty much everything I wanted, except there was one thing that I wanted to get that I'll have to get tomorrow anyway, um, which was fine. But they got pretty much everything, uh, including uh, the Pepsi pack, which I thought was very, very good. But when we first were waiting, you called the non-emergency number. Yes, I finally got through, yes. Mm -hmm. And the nice lady on the line said, well... Do you want me to forward you to the attorney general's office? I said, well, I mean, or could I just, could I just file a report with the FTC? And you said, you can do that, but we are, um, we are required to forward you to the attorney general's office for these kinds of the calls. Mm. And she, and I said, okay, well, that's, that's fine. So, um, what happened to, what happened is, um, Actually, she didn't forward to me. She she didn't forward me to the call um to the number rather. Um I got the number and called it. Okay, but I'm talking about what happened the first time you called this morning. It didn't it didn't I didn't get any I didn't get anywhere and I wasn't sure if I should stay on the line because I had groceries coming and I didn't know when the person was going to shop for them. And so I decided to hang up and I said that I was going to call them after I got the groceries. Yeah, and we missed out on about three and a half to four hours of home recording because of this uh, Kevin Foster character. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> you mess with my archives, you mess with me. <laughs> because I would have been down to record, and I was going to slip it into Jayla, like, we got to have this on record so we can talk about Thanksgiving dinner, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But my little J-Lo is so stressed out, I can't even pull out a recorder. So thank you, Kevin Foster. <laughs> you have tampered with the forces of nature, Mr. Foster. <laughs> okay, that's enough now. <laughs> you need to calm down now. <laughs> calm down. We no longer live in a democracy. We live in a world of corporations. Keep oh my going, goodness. Okay, so okay, so the groceries get here close to twelve o'clock yes. and I put them away and I'm very, very pleased that the the guy really took care and um and got everything I needed. Mm-hmm. Um meanwhile, um I decide, oh, maybe we should have a snack and a and a soda because I'm a little bit stressed out and I need something to, to munch on so I can think. And that's what we did. And so I I called the uh, non-emergency number again. And then I talked to the nice lady and she told me about the attorney general's office. And and I um, heard the automated thing say that um, we can't uh-huh. trace these calls because these numbers are either spoofed or they're invalid. And they're using somebody else's number. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So... Um, 
the the automated thing um, directed me to the FTC website in which I got on there. I put in my information, including the incident, and I just submitted it. Submitted the report um, just about a couple minutes ago. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. So 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 be on the lookout. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Your uh, uh, you uh, be forewarned that. Uh, and, and by the way, um, the same number that I um, that I put in the report was also a fraudulent number, uh, and this was reported four years ago. So so. After Alana gets off the phone and gets done stammering, explains to me what happened, I have her go back through her phone and check the number because my rationale was let me write it down so that when she is on the phone with whoever it's going to be, I can just give it to her. And then I Googled that number and immediately there was a fraud alert from like May of 2019. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, what I did was I created a document on my computer, wrote all the information down so I have it. And I, I, I was glad that I was thinking about that because had I not done that, had I not done that, I wouldn't have um, submitted this report. And again, we're realistic. Yeah. It's not that this one report is going to stop this dude it's not. or his organization. But the hope is that enough people will speak up to where eventually somebody will have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember when I got this number um, calling me, and they were t- they left a message saying that they were from Medicare, and they were calling me on a weird day, like a Saturday. And Medicare- it was July Fourth weekend. Too. Yes, it was. It was. It was last year, I believe. Is this year? Is it? Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is this year. And I said, "That's odd. Why is this person calling me?" And and this person called me more than once, not just that day. But people can um, also impersonate a medicare advisor and usually people from medicare don't call on saturdays they call on weekdays Mm -hmm. yeah and i think a big reason that i don't get that many spam phone calls is because i have a rule where if i don't recognize the number and they don't leave a message then it immediately goes on a block uh, phone number list but sometimes i'll get phone calls about medicare plans and usually i just dismiss them because if it's not like a medicare agent or um just recently um i had to get i had to fill out this um uh medicare evaluation thing from a woman that is in charge of you know my information right yeah. and this person was actually valid and she she was trying to get a hold of me a few months ago but um we got it finished uh I think it was like sometime in the beginning of last month that I got it finished before the end of the year. So um, that person is valid and my um, Medicare agent is. So yeah, there are people that will will definitely try to get um, more information out of you and um, in, in a, you know, um, be like a Medicare imposter or a social security imposter. In this case, it's an FD, FTC imposter. But the weird thing is that it's kind of strange because um, a person from the FTC would not ask for that kind of information. And this person was supposedly trying to, to find an imposter that, that was supposed, supposedly 
hacking into my account and, and come to find out this person is an imposter. So, mm -hmm. so I find it very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was pissed. I'm sure you were. Because you know how I am with certain things. And I, and I don't like that. And, and I'm, I'm thankful that I was thinking clearly and because I've gotten, I've gotten thing, things, um, I, I did, I did something that I shouldn't have done when I got scammed and I, um, I had to cancel my debit card right away because I gave them the information I wasn't supposed but to. But this is years and years but ago. But this was like years ago before I even met you and I learned mm -hmm. my lesson. And luckily, I don't believe the person got to the card in time because I canceled right after I, um, got the phone call. Nice. And I had to get a new card. So, yeah. So I learned really, really quick. I had the idea, babes. Yes. Because I have a, do have a Google Voice number. Yes. That I would hook up some stuff and make some prank calls to this fake Kevin Foster person mm -hmm. next week. Um, and there are certain characters that I do for you in the bedroom that I was going to do on the phone. So I was going to call up and say, hey... I'm working with a specific organization and we're trying to keep you out of trouble. Let me put you on with my partner while I do something else. And then one of my characters was going to come on <laughs> and mess with this guy's head. And I was going to see how long I could keep him on the line. And I was going to play the recordings for you and my friends. And then just keep calling back with these different characters. <laughs> I don't know. And, and then, and then, I mean, just watch your true colors come out. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. I went into a clubhouse room yeah. where they were, I think it was called How to Scam the Scammers. Ooh, wow. And they were basically doing something like that. Now, there are also YouTube videos where people take justice into their own hands in this way. So how did they do that? Um, You know, they just mess with telemarketers and people who want to steal their identity and whatnot. What would you say the funniest thing that you watched about that was well i mean i only went into like a clubhouse room where they were doing this once or twice and yeah. i've only watched a couple of youtube videos now i've heard stories that some of these people will keep the scammers on the line for like seven hours wow and really just mess with them i would love to do something like that mm -hmm. get back on one of these creeps i know they're they're they're, they're cretins they're, they really they are. are they are the scum of the earth one of them yeah there are worse things you could do, but this is by far, um, well, maybe not by far, but this is. This, this is, is by far the worst thing you could ever do. No, it's not. Okay. There are other things. There's like murder, there's sex trafficking, you know, that's worse than that. That's close. Fubs. Come on. <laughs> Stop laughing. But have you have you uh, calmed down a little bit knowing that I submitted a report? I calmed down. And part of me wanted to rip the phone out of your hand uh, once you put it down and dial back the number and just go off on that guy right then and there. <laughs> but, and and I said no. Glad I didn't do Don't that. Don't do that. <laughs> that, would, that wouldn't make you look good, but No. No. No, these phone terrorists, as I like to call them. Yeah, they're real phone terrorists. They need to be uh, rooted out of our society. We See, this is the thing. We don't have strong laws against telemarketers in this country and it doesn't seem like we do no i mean it's like you can only do so much but if the number isn't traceable well something to consider mm -hmm. is that this is something where i think both sides agree yeah. like i don't know a lot of republicans who are trump maga people who love getting scammed over the phone no, just like there aren't a lot of libs who like it either 
no, no, it's 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 a problem. It's a it's a problem and an annoyance across uh, both political aisles. Yeah. So yeah. why can't we at least get this thing done, where we root out these fraudulent phone calls? Yeah, there, because there is still a do not call line. But it doesn't. It it seems like it has no real power anymore. Mm. Yeah. You know, and we need to make uh, harsh sentences for these people, right? Yeah, I think there needs to be, I mean, they're committing a federal crime if they yep. are impersonating an FTC um, worker or an FBI agent or a police who, a police officer who wants um, donations, but they really want to take money from you. 12 years hard labor. In if a death camp. Doing this. Yeah, we do an exchange <laughs> uh, with North Korea and we send these telemarketers over there to one of their death camps. Or should we send them to Australia? Because it used to be well, actually, no. Uh, it used to be a prison colony, but but it's not anymore. It's not anymore. I like you get your U.S. citizenship revoked, but you get to live in North Korea. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Do you think it would be like if there was a way to send this per, these people to an asteroid and and live there for the rest of their life, like the Twilight Zone episode? Yeah. yeah. Well, that would be great. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. No. And then, and then they are uh, duped into having a relationship with a robot. Right. <laughs> if we were there, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it," but we can't. So no. North Korea is the next best option. <laughs> You're going to Pyongyang for Christmas. Enjoy. <laughs> what about uh, what about Russia? Put them in like a, um, I don't know. Let's keep it simple with North Korea. North Korea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Or, or why don't we send them to like a, a Middle East country that hates us, like uh, Syria or uh, Yemen? No, because they might defect and become soldiers. If you send them to North Korea, you could do like a prisoner exchange and, you know, get some good people out of there and get some bad people into there. Oh, my goodness. That's the way I look at it. Get some of those people who have been tortured over here so they can have a decent life. And some, some send some of these telemarketers there so they can live the rest of their life in despair. Oh, my goodness. So the so the guy that you read about who had um, lived in a uh, – grew up in a death camp, yes. right? Um, was he a, a malnourished uh, kid? I believe so, yes. And then um, – was he able to escape with his family or did he go by himself? If I remember the story right, it was just him who was able to escape. And he didn't even really know who his family was until he was a little bit older. And he found out that I think his father had been sent there for like questioning, uh, you know, one of the oons or ills or one of those people. Yeah, yeah. And there, some of the crimes, I think it's considered like a three-generation thing. So if you commit the crime, not only are you sentenced to life in a death camp, but so are your kids and your grandchildren. I mean, I know that living in China is pretty harsh. Yeah. Because they do watch everything that you do. Mm -hmm. But I think it would. I think that living in North Korea is even worse because the technology is bad. They're starved. Um, they don't know anything outside of um, uh, the... Um, um, anything outside of their dear leader. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it sounds very, very, um, it's definitely a communist country. for And sure. China props them up. Well, yeah, North Korea, I, be I believe that North Korea is, um, has a um, connection with China for sure. I, well, I mean, it's been established. That's how they are able to sing business. And Russia. Yeah. Um, but there's actually, I've heard that there's, there's some contention between Russia and China, but I'm not... Uh, an expert in those particular relationships. So 
Yeah. But anyways, that's what we're going to do with these telemarketers. When I become president of Babes, that's a reason to vote for me. No. Because mm-hmm. my thing will be, here's what I'll run on, babes. I won't even run on we hate Trump and we think Biden is too old. I'm going to run on we all hate telemarketers. Elect me. And you just watch how fast we get rid of these phone scams. You just watch how quickly this, this stuff is settled. Just watch. Mess around with me and find out. You telemarketers. Well, there are bigger issues than telemarketing. No, but that... That'll get people to rally around me. Oh, my goodness. We're going to get rid of that stuff real fast when I become president. And I mean fast. But What? Oh, my goodness. Are you laughing? Kind of. I'm laughing at this. <laughs> What's that thing uh, Trump said when he ran in 16? It's like, uh, we're going to win so much you're going to get tired of it. We're going to get, uh, you're going to have so few junk mail and junk phone calls and junk emails. You're going to reminisce about the days. Remember when we had email scams? <laughs> no, those days are going to be over when Rick uh, gets inaugurated. Oh, my goodness. Done. Done. <laughs> Done. No more. Oh, my goodness. You're an ambitious man. Thank you, babes. But I don't know. They'll be, you'll be like, well, he got us into World War Three, But on the other hand, I don't have any spam anymore. That's really nice. I can answer my phone and it's going to be somebody who I know. I really like that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're calm and I'm calm too. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that um, I have I, a presidential. I have no, a campaign, no, no. campaign pla- platform now. No, I didn't say that. Okay, I said I'm very thankful that it ended the way it did. Yes, vote Hammond's 2028. It's a little bit too late for me to raise money now <laughs> for next year. But you know, I'm coming for you guys. <laughs> All right, bubs. All right, you're a little too ambitious for my in a legal way. Bubs. I love you. Give me a kiss. Yeah, why? Because you need one. <laughs> so anyway, um, I shouldn't have answered the phone, and usually I don't, but I don't know why I answered this time. I should have just hung up in, into it, like a minute into it. Nice. I should have said, no, this isn't happening. I'm going to hang up the phone now. Goodbye. But we know for next time. For sure. Yes. For sure. There we go. There, little J-Lo. Very good. There. Yeah. Speaking of politics. Yeah. George Santos. I believe that's his name. Or maybe it's actually Kevin Foster. I'm not or, sure. Or maybe it's Anthony such and such. Maybe. Uh, he has announced that he will not seek re-election. Huh. I wonder why. Yeah. And there's still some thoughts that he might... Uh, get indicted and go to prison despite that because his list of crimes is apparently so bad. Oh, yeah. That uh, it's not inconceivable that they kick him out and send him to prison before he finishes serving his term, uh, which he has like a year left. Now, I made the comment, and I think I may have said this in our our past uh, podcast episodes, Mm -hmm. that... I wonder what his slogan was for running his campaign. Is it no more lies? I don't know. 
And he said, too, that he was tired of his family getting harassed. Huh, and that's the reason he's not going to run again. Wow. No, yeah. no, they're harassing his family because of him. That's exactly. The that's, that's the problem. They're innocent. He's the one who's guilty. He's the one who said that his niece got kidnapped by Chinese communists in New York. Wow. Yeah. No, no, he's the one who's, I mean, I wonder, I wonder if they're like all of his family's really mad at him because, you know, they're make he's making up stories about them. His niece wasn't kidnapped. His mom didn't die in 9-11. No. What was the other thing he said? He he wasn't Jewish. Um, he wasn't gay. He was married. He his employees did not die in the Pulse nightclub shooting like he said they did. It's ridiculous. He was not a soccer star in college like he claimed to be. There are other ones too. Like there's stories about him ripping off veterans. Wow. Yeah. Now that's a crime. That mm-hmm. is a crime. Mm-hmm. People who served our country and and someone as as um daring as him would you know have the audacity to rip them off. Yeah. When they've served our country and he hasn't. Ah. Uh. That makes me so angry. It really does. Yes. And I mean, and these are huge lies. These aren't like these aren't like tiny lies. They're yeah. Huge. I mean, all politicians do huge lies, but they don't lie about every single aspect of their no, life. No, they don't. They don't do that. It's like you you can't it's not good to lie about your name, your birth date, your birth year, where you lived in the past, where you you know, where you were born. Mm-hmm. Um it's just it's not a good idea. It doesn't make you look good. And where did he say he was born? I don't remember, but it was someplace else than what he said, I believe. I believe that's the case. Well, I just don't understand how he could still remain in Congress. And I hope that they throw him out because he shouldn't even be there. He he, he should have never uh, yep. been elected. Absolutely. So I don't even understand what his campaign uh, was on, really. I just heard that he, he, um, he got in and I'm like, what? Who is this guy? I kind of think that he might have to do some time in prison. Normally, I think that politicians get away with that. Yeah. And if you're the president, you get away with anything you want, like anything. But if you're a standard politician, while you have a little bit more leeway than the average person, there are cases of political figures going to jail in this country. And a reason I think he might is because they don't want to be associated with George Santos. So even if he doesn't run next year politicians usually get placed on boards of companies. And I doubt that these people want to see him, you know, when they're just trying to get a, a you know, rich after serving their time. Right. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, he should not, he shouldn't be allowed to lie as much as he has. And that's, and they're just huge, huge lies. lies. And, and it just, I mean, I I haven't been hearing him much, but you've been telling me about them, and it's like, wow, how long is it going to be before he decides? Hey, uh, I think I've lied too much, and maybe I should get out of politics. Well, I think this was the week, but to blame it on his family, I know to not even take in any accountability. No, no, his he's the reason why his family is being harassed. I mean, yep. it's just an unbelievable that he would say, "Hey, quit harassing my family." It's not, it's not his family's fault. It's his. I wonder what I I don't know if his did it did they say his mother was alive? I think his mother actually did die, but it was like in twenty fifteen or twenty seventeen, not during nine eleven. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's just crazy. That's a mess. Legal troubles. I bet you they call the courthouse on George Santos. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We got his number. We know him. Yes. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. I'm glad they're taking care of that there, J-Wall. Yeah. All right. You know that there was this weird trend in TV shows mm-hmm. in the 90s and 80s where they would like to make old ladies pregnant for some reason. Uh-huh. And we've talked about it many times. I mean, I thought it was kind of strange, but it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. It just seems very weird. Like, it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, maybe I should uh, back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We finished the Mary Tyler Moore show, mm-hmm. and I'm texting with a friend on Monday about Selena Plus Chef, which is a mm-hmm. show I really like. Yeah. And see, she saw... A preview for the Selena Plus Chef holiday special, which mm-hmm. is apparently going to air on the Food Network on November 30th. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Uh-huh. I know. I know. But it's a food show, and I it's love it. It's okay. Food, I, uh, food shows are fun. So we're talking about different things, and I say that I, you know, we just finished the Mary Tyler Moore show. We're watching Rhoda, and I asked her about other shows from that era are there any that she liked and she said wkrp in cincinnati Mm -hmm. i start watching a few episodes Mm -hmm. we'll get to those in a little while yeah but when you're going through your foster problems (laughs) yeah i'm kind of watching an episode of wkrp and Mr. Carlson, who runs the station. You've seen yeah. the show, but you're oh, not, like, super into it, right? A little bit. I, I, I haven't really gotten into it because I only saw, like, maybe a few episodes. Yeah, me too. Up until this week. Yeah. I remember Les Nessman. I remember... Yes, I heard of him. Herb. Yes. I remember the old dude who ran the station whose name is Mr. Carlson. And I remember Lonnie Anderson. Who it is um, Gordon, Chump, Gordon Jump play? He's, like, Mr. Carlson, the oh, dude okay. who runs the station. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So I watched an episode, and Mr. Carlson finds out that his old wife is pregnant. Because <laughs> he's old on the show, yeah. and I think he married somebody who's around his age. And they even make reference to it. So it's like, I'm not 30 anymore. I'm not even 40 anymore. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, this old trope again. Yeah. And they talk about her possibly having an abortion in the episode. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, are they really going to go there? And at the end of it, they decide to have the kid. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. What do you think of what I just said? Um. Well, mine actually, I mean, you didn't see her have it, but they decided that she was going to have it. Yeah, because her daughter kind of talked to her. Her, her. her daughter was super lib and said, oh, you know, there is a way to take care of it. A mother, I'm be able to have all of your stuff when you died. All of it. If you took care of it this way, mother. Oh, my goodness. But her daughter had a kid on the show, too, right? I don't know. I didn't watch... A lo- I, I only watched that episode of Mod, so no, I don't know. Okay, I've only seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, I saw the one with John Wayne, but this was probably 1999. Yeah. When they started airing it on TV Land. And for some reason... I remember a little kid in the episode calling Maud grandma. But that could also be people have weird things with memories. Um, also, so that might not actually be the case. So I I only saw a clip of this episode. And I believe it was Norman Lear who produced it. Yes. The show. 
And there was a show where Harold, her husband, had a drinking problem and something happened and he smacks her in the face. And when Norman Lear was talking about it, he was very emotional Wow! about the episode. And Maude didn't hit him back. He just said, oh, great. All right, Harold, let's let's uh, let's talk about this. Wow. And that was like, I mean, that was that show addressed um, abortion and uh, domestic violence and also um, having a vasectomy, I think it was. Yeah, there's not a lot of sitcoms where there's abortion humor in it. Well, it wasn't a funny episode, folks. Oh, I haven't seen it. I know that um, B. Arthur, who played Maude, was supposed to be 47 in that episode, but she seemed much older than that. She always seemed like an old lady to me. She was, and, you know, um, even when... Uh, and I thought she was a man for the longest time. I did, time. too. When I was a little kid, yes. I remember seeing the Golden Girls and yes. be like, why are they living with this other dude? <laughs> no, it was four old ladies. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Sophia was, was, was not as old as she was in the, in the show. But, yeah. But I think she was, I think she might have been like maybe a month older than B. Arthur or, or wow. something like that. I forgot. Um, but yeah, that was that was very interesting, wasn't it? It was. So, I think Maude and South Park have done abortion humor. I don't know about any other shows. What did South Park do? <laughs> I don't even want to know if I should ask. I don't even want to. Maybe I shouldn't ask that question. Okay, you, you sure you don't want to know? Not not right now. Okay, I won't tell you then. Not yet. I don't know if I want to know, Bubs. It was pretty funny the way they handled it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm having this baby. Oh, can't we just have the next one? Bubs. Oh my goodness. Bubs. Okay, do you want me to tell you? Just so we get it out of the way? Fine. Okay, so what happened? First the episode starts. They're watching a sitcom about an abortion clinic inside an abortion clinic. What? Yes. Okay. And then Kenny's dying of some disease because Kenny, you know, always died in those early episodes. Mm -hmm. This, I think this came out in 2003. So it was like... Yeah, Kenny always dies in those Yeah, episodes, it was yeah. like six years into it. Yeah. And Cartman is trying to get money from Congress. Cartman is? Yeah, yeah, I'll explain it. Money okay. uh, Resources from Congress, rather, and trying to get stem cell research legalized so that they can find a cure to Kenny's disease. And so he's, you know, trying to get women to donate the stem cells from the pregnancy. And he talks this couple into having an abortion. And he gets all these aborted fetuses. And what we find out is he doesn't want the aborted fetuses so that Kenny can get better. He wants it because he wants to make his own Shakey's Pizza. And he's convinced that if he has enough stem cells from these aborted fetuses, that they're going to replicate into a Shakey's Pizza. Oh my goodness, that's weird. Yes. Very weird. I don't think I've seen the episode since it aired, but it always struck me as pretty funny. Wow. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about this, babes? Uh, that's a little bit sick and twisted, bubs. Oh. What did the couple say, bubs? Because you, you were alluding to So he's trying to uh, get partitions, and he runs into this one couple, and he's... I forget, he says something like, you know, we can really use that fetus. And the lady says, oh, no, thanks for having this baby. And then she talks with her husband, and they decide that they'll have the next one, and they'll abort this one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> In honor of Kenny, I think. Wow. Yes. It's a little weird. And they'll donate the stem cells. Bubs. <laughs> what? That's weird. Yes. That's sick and twisted, Bubs. Oh, my goodness. 
Well, good, babes, good. Good, Jay, well, good. But anyways, yeah. so another old couple is going to have a baby, or I guess did, on the show WKRP in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Well, how old were these people? Well, they were pretty old. Um, like I said, when the guy's talking to his wife, she says that she's not even 40 anymore. And the way she said it didn't make it sound like she was like in her early 40s. I mean, I got the impression that they were in their 50s and closer to 60s. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And by then, um, usually, uh, women are, um, for the uh, women, women are infertile at that time. Yeah. Unless you're on TV, then you're like super fertile. Yeah. But, well, I don't know how Janet Jackson did it. She had her um, her son when she was in her 50s. So wow. I don't know how she's able to do that. I don't know, babes. Maybe she took some hormones. Oh. So, okay. So I'm not I'm not quite understanding the um, embryo adoption thing, but I, I heard a show. Um, it was a rerun of a show that I like um, listening to uh, in the afternoon early afternoon when I'm home. Yes. And it was about a woman who um, signed up for um, embryo Uh, adoption. Okay. Because her and her husband were not able to have babies. And by the way, these embryos came from um, women who have gone through or who have uh, thought about um, in vitro fertilization. And these embryos are frozen and they... um, they're frozen. Sometimes the embryo is, is frozen at two cells. But what happened with her, um, with the embryo that she adopted, the embryo was um, shipped off and it was at two cells okay. because it was frozen. And then by the time they thought out the embryo, it was already to eight cells. And they were all, um, they are um, able to implant the embryo into her body. So she had, um, you know, her hormones were not irregular or anything. So she was able to have the baby, but she was already to, to, um, she was still fertile at um, 47. So she had the baby um, and it was just one baby. It wasn't like 14 kids or something. Wow. Nice. Um, So these embryos were um, left behind from uh, um, couples that have gone through in vitro fertilizations and, I think some, something happens to the embryos while they're still, um, while they're still frozen. Um, I don't quite understand it. I, it's kind of an, um, sort of a new thing that has been taking place. Yeah. I don't know about all that. That's beyond um, my area of expertise. But, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with it or not. Cause I, I don't quite understand it. I, I, the in vitro fertilization sounds really painful. I do not agree with in vitro fertilization. I have a moral issue with it. But as far as I understand, the embryo adoption is not, it's not like in vitro where you, um, uh, you have, um, you have to go through a process to, um, to put an embryo in your body. I'm still against it. Okay. Yes. We got enough people on this planet there. A little jewel. That has nothing to do with that, but All right, we, can if anything, we need more people for our future um, leadership. Uh, but we're also having more people without in virtual. Well, and, and by the way, by the way, people die every day above. Yeah. It's not like it's not like it's um, it's not like people are um, people are um, uh, giving birth. Well, people are giving birth people every are day. Giving and, birth and every day. But they're dying every day too. But yeah, but they're giving. <laughs> 
Stop seeing to me there. They're giving birth more than they're dying. Oh. More people are being born each day than are dying. Well, uh, I I don't buy into the lie that this world is overpopulated because we need more people here, Bubs. Do we need? Ow, oh, we don't need yes, it we like do. we're getting them. Though. Yes, we do, Bubs. And we're running out of resources. Now, babes, everybody's been asking for you to give me a kiss. No, so I already gave you a kiss. You're stressed out, so you need a kiss. Several kisses. All right, give me several kisses. Bubs. Give me another kiss. Normal kisses. Okay, normal, please. Normal, normal kisses or no food for you. But yeah, food for me. Mm. All right, good. So let's briefly talk about WKRP in Cincinnati. All right. I kind of enjoy it, but it feels very sitcom-y to me. Well, of course, it's a sitcom. Right, but you know how Mary Tyler Moore, there were a few episodes that felt like that, but for the most part, you could roll with it. It didn't just feel like you were watching, you know, performers in front of a laugh track doing jokes that had been done a million times before. And it also seemed like these characters in the newsroom actually had a life. Yes. And... It wasn't just a newsroom; it was a quirky newsroom. <laughs> you know, where you have where you have Ted Baxter who keeps um, fouling up the news. But also in the early seasons, uh, we see a lot of Mary where she's not at work. Yeah, and, and she's I like just that. living her life. And she and she has dates, and she you know Rhoda's her best friend upstairs. And it's funny just how how Rhoda and Mary meet, and then. There's this weird thing with Mary and Phyllis, and Rhoda hates Phyllis, and Phyllis hates Rhoda. You know, it's yeah, you it's don't really funny. You don't really get that with WKRP, and I know it's a different show. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to stick with it. There are some good episodes though, but a lot of it feels very sitcommy. So I'll give you a quick example. Uh -huh. I think it's either the second or third episode of the series. You know the character Les Nessman, right? Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Yes, and mm -hmm. he's kind of like the nerd of the office. Yep, mm -hmm. right. And he was a reference in that Eminem song, class clown freshman just dressed like Les Nessman. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not going to do the whole quote. Yeah, we don't, we don't need that. <laughs> love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's an episode. He's the newsman. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of banned from this locker room. So he can't go there and do sports reports because one of the players thinks that Les is gay. Okay. okay. So in the episode, he is so frustrated by this that he decides that he's going to get out on the ledge and jump off and kill himself. Oh. Now, there's a... I don't know if that would really happen in the 1970s mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. Maybe it would have because Cincinnati is very conservative. Is it? Yeah, especially back then. I, I can't speak for it now. Okay. But back in the 70s and 80s, it was super, super conservative. So it's possible that that could have happened. Mm -hmm. So while if that were to be a modern sitcom, it would be very offensive, we got to also put it into the perspective in the time in which it was made. But, but the, go ahead. Well, um, I'm not too surprised because in the 70s, a lot of shows were, um, there are shows that were very edgy. Right. Not just the Mary Tyler Moore show, but then you've got Three's Company. And you've got this one. Right. But here's what happened where this episode really crossed the line with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you would have an issue with this, but let's see. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to get Les inside the building, right? Mm -hmm. And he's coming in and the character Herb gets out on the ledge to try to help Les in. Mm -hmm. And he slips and falls. Oh. And, 
you know, the episode ends with saying, okay, he's going to be fine by next week. Okay. I didn't like that. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute. Okay. He so, goes to the hospital. Yeah. We don't see him there, but the characters are discussing Herb's fall afterwards. And they say, oh, I guess he's going to be out of the hospital for next. Herb or Les? Herb, because Les didn't fall. Oh, oh, Herb did. I thought, I thought Les. Les fell. was on the ledge. Mm -hmm. Herb goes out to help him and Herb falls. Oh, okay. Nine stories. Oh. And it's supposed to be out of the hospital within a week and back to work. Yeah. And the yeah. next episode he's there and they don't even reference it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay, I can't okay, go with that. Okay, I, I agree with you. This doesn't make any sense to me. Yes. Because normally a person who falls would probably be in there for more than a week. Maybe even a month. And they're not going to reference it at all going forward? Yeah, no. It's just going to be, okay, I'm back at work. Let's act like nothing happened. I mean, that's that's kind of like that one episode when Mary, uh, I'm sorry, Murray tells Mary that yes. he's in love with her and it never Goes comes anywhere. up. It never comes up. But then you always... You always wonder, like, well, how come Marie always thought that Marie was having an affair with Marie, with Mary of mm -hmm. all people, and it never comes up again. It just like that's the catalyst, or not the catalyst, but the um, the beginning and the end of the story. Absolutely, it doesn't make any sense. So I did not like that, and that really took me out of the show. Mm. Now there was an interesting episode that I watched last night around midnight. So I'm on YouTube and I see this interview with Tim Reed, mm -hmm. who is on the show. He played Venus Flytrap, the overnight <laughs> disc jockey. Venus Flytrap, mm -hmm. it's a funny name. And he was talking about how there was this Who concert in Cincinnati and 11 people died. Mm -hmm. And they really wanted to cover this on the show because it's based in Cincinnati and it's supposed to be a rock station. They got pushed back by the network, from the network rather. So eventually the network said, okay, you can shoot the episode and we're going to screen it for the mayor and city council of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And if they give us the okay, then we'll air the episode. And if they don't, we're just going to put it in the vaults. Well, They screened the show and unanimously everybody wanted it to be shown. Uh -huh. So they show it. And, and I, I hear this and I'm like, okay, I got to watch this episode. This yeah. sounds really interesting. Yeah. It was really good. Wow. It wasn't like the best thing ever. Yeah. But it was enjoyable because the first half of the show is everybody is anticipating going to see The Who. Yeah. They're very excited. Yeah. And people who have never really gone to a rock concert are going to be there. Go to commercial. Come back. And it's the next day after they all know that 11 kids died. Wow. And it's about their reaction to that. And how can we do this? Because we sponsored this concert. Yeah. How can we go forward? There's going to be a vigil tonight. Wow. I really like that episode. Really? Yeah. So they didn't like, um, it wasn't too hard on the nose or anything like that or heavy handed or. I didn't feel it was too heavy handed. Okay. I it's thought. It's not like your typical very special episode or anything. No, I thought it was very well done, but I don't think I could stick with the show because there are other parts of it that just don't feel real to me. Well, you were laughing this morning about it. I was laughing at the pregnancy episode because of people's reaction. Oh. But I was also, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking another old lady gets pregnant on the sitcom. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I remember seeing a uh, a Lifetime movie, and I, I think it might have been Patty Duke or somebody who played the older woman. And she was going to have a baby, and she went through the, um, 
to the baby shower and everything. I'm like, okay, how is this possible? Because we don't even know. Like, I don't, I didn't even know who got her pregnant. Yeah. Um, I think she did give birth to the daughter, but I'm like, well, how is she able to get pregnant? And she's really old. Exactly. And I honestly think, so I didn't watch this entire episode of 60 Minutes Australia because sometimes I watch it. They have really good episodes. They do. Sometimes I'll check them out and sometimes I'll just forget to. But I do like 60 Minutes Australia. But there was a show where um, there were two sides when it came to um, women having babies when they're older. One side said, um, we have to have a limit on this, an age limit on this, because once a woman, once a woman um, isn't able to um, produce a baby when she's not able to, um, when she's not able to have a period anymore, then we really should stop yeah. with this whole thing. And then there are other women who says, well, I, you know, I, I'm taking hormones to have these, these babies. But here's, here's what I think about that. Tell me. I think that unfortunately men are different than women and I know people don't want to hear that, but they are. Yep. Men can have babies as many as they want to, as long as they want to, because they can produce sperm all their lives. Women can only produce a certain amount of eggs in their lifetime. And then afterwards their eggs are not able to be fertilized because that's how it is. They get old. And I think there are women that try to def defy the odds by having a baby like at 60. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There, there are women that cannot have babies. I think these women deserve to have these babies. There was a story that they did on Howard Stern mm -hmm. like 15 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is when Robin would read the news and Howard would comment on it. Mm -hmm. And it was about some lady who gave birth to twins. I want to say she was like 67 years old at the time. Wow. And she had obviously taken a large amount of fertility drugs to do this. And, and hormones. Yeah. yeah. And that relates to the story because she died when the twins were two. Oh. And they think that she got her cancer from all the fertility hormones and drugs that she took. Yeah, and it's not it's not healthy. Exactly. I mean, these fertility hormones, you don't even know. I mean, the drugs, you don't even know what they have in them. They're not healthy. No. And um, I know that women, and that's why I'm... I'm I'm, I'm very, I mean, fertility treatment, I can't talk. Fertility treatments are so um, risky, I think. Yeah. Things can go wrong. I mean, I mean, uh, with Octomom, um, uh, Nadia Suleiman, I mean, how extremely irresponsible was she to have eight more babies implanted in her? And she was, she was able to have um, seven more babies. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight, eight more babies. Eight more babies. I mean, she didn't even need one. She she had six kids. Yep. And and she still had to have around the clock care for these little ones, even though she had six older kids. It was it was insane. And she just seemed like a very lonely person. Yeah, she seems very nutty in interviews. She also said that um, she did a weird like sex tape or something. Okay. I mean, she was by herself. <clears throat> it was very strange. Um, I'm like, wow, you must be that desperate if you're going to to make um, a porn tape about yourself yes. to make more money for your children. I, I just don't get it. So anyways, yeah. point of the story is 
WKRP falls into kind of like the old tropes of sitcom. There's some good mm-hmm. stuff in it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's good enough to continue with. Ah. Yes. Okay. But I love the theme song. It is a great theme song. If that. Yes. You came over to my place on Monday. I did. And we ended up watching a couple of episodes of Rhoda. They're great. Talk I really about liked it. them a lot. So uh, the first episode that we saw was um, Joe and Rhoda were having some issues in their relationship. And that's because Joe realized that his ex-wife Marion was having a birthday. And she wanted their son Donnie and him to be there. And Joe was supposed to have a date with uh, Rhoda that night and he had to cancel and she wasn't too happy. Uh, I would say. I would agree with that. Yeah. And, and I wasn't sure what to think about Joe. I thought maybe he would be, it was one of the episodes where he was going to be inconsiderate. Like what happened with the, um, the ticket that he found. He didn't get, he didn't find a ticket for her. Right. You know, I thought that was kind of inconsiderate. Um, and so, uh, you know, Rhoda's thinking, oh, you know, what if Joe wants to get back with his ex-wife? I, you know, I don't like this. And so she confronts Joe and Joe says, look, look, I don't want to get back with my ex-wife and I don't even want to be married anymore. And Rhoda's like, oh, you don't want to be married? And he's like, no, I don't want to be married. And that's it's absolutely out of the question. And so they decide to see other people because Rhoda wants to eventually get married and he didn't. And so, <laughs> and so he, um, I think she made a date with this guy that she met. What did you, where did she meet him at? I think the unemployment line. Yeah, because she was finding, trying to look for a job. And um, he was this really weird guy that was into this arcade game. And yeah, he kind of actually did remind me of Howard Hess, who is the DJ on WKRP and would later go on to play Mr. Moore on um, oh, really? Head of the Class. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's Howard Hess. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was him. Yep. A young Howard Hess. Yes. Wow. Oh, you know, he reminded me of that on Rhoda. Oh. Oh, I'm not okay. sure if it was actually him or not, oh. but I, it might have been. Um, and it's weird that he played the, the drugged out DJ and then was a responsible teacher on TV. <laughs> but anyway, The drugged out DJ where? On WKRP. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, we all interesting. But but you don't know if that guy was Howard Hess. It sounded it. like him, but I'm not sure if it was. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Hold on. Let's see something. Alexa, was Howard Hess ever on the show Rhoda? Oh. Howard Hessman. Howard Hessman? No way, but, but he was really old. That's a different guy. That's a different guy. Not Howard Hess. Howard Hessman was... Uh, Alexa, who played Mr. Moore on Head of the Class? All right, it's Hessman. Hessman is his name. I think he was... It, that might have been him. That... that Mr. Morgenstern? No, Mr. Moore. I, no, no, I know that. But no, no, he's not Mr. Morgenstern, but I'm saying he might have played Rhoda's date in that episode. Yeah, he was really funny, actually. If that was him, it might yeah. not have been. 
I thought it was funny because he's like, look, one more game and I promise we can go back to my apartment. And yes. by then she was like, no. No, she wasn't giving up the nookie that night. Well, she didn't have to give up the nookie any night. That's right. She she didn't wanna she didn't wanna be in his uh, company anyway. Her legs w- would open for Joe. Bubs, stop babes, it. Babes, keep going. I'm Bubs, listening. you're trying to corrupt the show. I'm not, babes. Women with 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 the teenagers are watching the show, Bubs. With on Rhoda, you mean they're watching? I'm. Women with, with teenagers were watching Rhoda. Well, women with kids were watching Rhoda. Yeah, but right? R- Rhoda was a little bit loose for the yeah, time. Yeah, but Bubs, this is this is not like a, a rated R movie, Bubs. This is actual. Um, this is a regular sitcom on primetime. I know, and I'm saying the character of Rhoda on Mary Tyler Moore at least knew how to have a good time. I don't know, Bubs. Now, was she as crazy in the sack as I thought she would be? Probably not, because remember when? Let me let me clarify that, because that sounded really weird. That sounded really bad. Okay, the first couple of episodes of Mary Tyler Moore, or maybe even the first season, I thought that this character of Rhoda was always, you know, DTF for lack of a better term, like she was a wild girl. Mm-hmm. But then we learn more about her, uh, things like she didn't even lose her virginity until she was twenty, right? But. She still seemed like she wasn't Sue Ann Nivens. No, Sue Ann Nivens right. was getting after it every single exactly. night. You know? It was like she was a, she was the office tramp. Exactly, much. but yeah. Rhoda didn't like to have a good time with the guys on occasion. Is what I'm trying to say. Would you she, agree to that? Well, in some ways, yes. I mean, she you could take her to a football game, and you can also take her to a nice restaurant. But she wasn't like loosey goosey like Sue Ann was. Oh, well, keep going, babes. Remember, remember, <laughs> remember that critic when he got that note and, and he's, she's like, he's like reading the note and, and it's like, I must have you by nightfall. Otherwise I will explode. And it says Sue Ann Nivens. Yes, that was great. <laughs> that uptight dude. Carl. Yes. <laughs> he takes Mary to dinner <laughs> and he talks about how uh, horrible the wine is. That was great. <laughs> he's like, come on, Mary, let's go. Anyways, back to Rhoda. Anyway. Um, so anyway, um, it sounds like Joe was kind of stalking her a little bit and saw the guy that she was with and she's like, well, you know, he, I don't think you're going to miss out on meeting him. He's, he's not good. And then he admits that he loves her. She admits that he loves him. And that was the end of that. Yes. And then there was another episode. Tell this one. This is a really good one. I had seen it before. Rhoda's mom... Ida Morgenstern. Yep. Really wants to meet Joe and get to know him. <laughs> but Rhoda is concerned that Ida is going to make a big deal about Joe. Yep. And just he's trying to delay this. And he, he she meets she meets his parents first, so. They agree. Yeah. After Ida takes the initiative to try to get Joe to come over to her place to see if he can demolish her building. Yep. That, okay, maybe let's have a night where we meet up with Joe's parents first, and then we're going to go over and see Ida and uh, Martin Morgenstern. Okay? So they're at the restaurant. Rhoda's nervous. Joe's parents come in, and they're having a great time. She's really enjoying their company. They seem to be digging her. But she discovers that they've been divorced for 12 wonderful (laughs) years. I love that twist. 
She's like, no, my last name is McGinnis. <laughs> <laughs> We've been divorced for 12 wonderful years. Beautiful. And I like that one part where he's like, oh, you should see the girls that Joe brings around. I mean, the ones that are, you know, intellectuals and they've gone through so many years of therapy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're almost, that almost sounds like me. <laughs> the, <laughs> the mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we haven't been married in 12 years. So we get through that. Yep. Rhoda takes Joe to her parents' place. Yep. And <laughs> things are very nice. The mom's acting weird. Yes. She brings in this big thing of hors d'oeuvres. She's talking to Joe and she's like, okay, well, let's go into the other room to eat. And it's this fancy setup, like something you would see at a really high scale hotel. <laughs> and a bunch of people come over. The family. Yes. To meet him. I like this episode. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I like when she goes, okay, Ma, what are you doing? Yes. And then she said, oh, by the way. And, and, and so so the mom starts to lose up. She's like, okay, Joe, uh, what happened in your first marriage? <laughs> <laughs> and he said it was like fancy schmancy with the napkins yeah. and the nice tablecloth. That's really funny. I thought this was fun. That was a fun show. It was really good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. I'm excited to see what happens, even though I know that they're going to be separated. They uh, J-Wall, but they're going to get married first. I really like um, her sister Brenda because the joke is that she likes to go out with uh, people in the family. Yeah. With the, the second and third, the, the third cousins and whatever. It's, it's really funny. And it seems like every episode they use the name Steven in some form. Like the first episode... Road is supposed to go out with and some guy named Steven. Steve, yep. The name Steven, I think, is the name of their cousin in the second one. I might have um, Lenny. Oh, Lenny. No, okay. Lenny. And but in the third episode, they use the name Steven. I forgot the context. But, uh, I forgot too. But yeah, it's really yeah. funny. Yeah. But um, I like the the joke about the cousins. That's. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah, I just I like their I like their interaction together. Yes. I just I just think it's really funny. Yes. And. And I remember when um, Ida was like, "Oh, uh, by the way, this is a, uh, this is my daughter Brenda Faye and Rhoda Faye." Right. <laughs> I'm like, you couldn't think of another middle name. <laughs> Lots of fun. Before we move on, yeah, little JLo over here did not know about the Joan Jett remake of the Mary Tyler Moore theme song until I, this morning. I didn't. I, I never heard it on the radio. And I heard, um you know, a few Joan Jett songs over the years, but not that one. It wasn't like a number one song and the biggest hit of that year or anything. Mm-hmm. But it was probably the lower half of the top 40 because I do remember hearing it on the radio back in the day. Ah. Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought it was fun to see um, Sonny Curtis who actually wrote and sang the song. And by this time, he was very old. Yeah, we were watching YouTube videos of the song because I was curious to see if there was a way to play it. And we saw a piece of Sonny Curtis on CBS Sunday Morning where he tells the story behind it and then plays it for the interviewer. And then we watched the Joan Jett version. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I and I liked I liked hearing him actually sing it. I mean, is I don't think his um singing is quite up to par because by this time he's he's a much older guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I like that he played it, and I kind of like the story that he told. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Do we want to talk about what happened on Thursday? No, not really. Okay. You know <laughs> I what, I, what I was referring to. Yeah, I don't think that's important. <laughs> Let's just say that that was my bad. Yes. And um, I, it wasn't, you know, that day was kind of not good, but it, but I will talk about flu choir rehearsal. Talk about it. Um, it was good. There were some people missing and I'm kind of worried about that because we have a pretty big concert coming up in two weeks, actually two weeks from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I've been there since I started in late September and I never missed an, a rehearsal. And I know some people have to miss because of trips or they're sick. I think one, um, one of the guys that was there was sick. Um, so that I understood that, but this one guy was commenting on a, a girl that was there for like the first part of rehearsals, but he's like, she has poorly attended rehearsals. Nice. Like, I think she goes, he's like, I think I only saw her like twice. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, that's really not good. Yeah. And you kind of wonder, well, have they been practicing? Um, what do they need to work on? And if they're not up to par with what's going on, like the process of what's going to happen when we get to the place and what we're going to, you know what I mean? It's like, you have to know that it's almost, it's like, like I've had, like I said, I've had this happen on a group project where at least one person isn't doing their part of the project mm -hmm. and it brings a whole group down. Even if the rest of the people in the group get, um, get uh, better grades and the one person doesn't get a good grade, it does um, really make the group look bad. In some ways. Yeah, really bad. Well, it makes them look bad even more, but it doesn't, you know, it's not good for the group. No. So, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it I mean, and there were more people there the first day of rehearsal, and I don't think some of them came back. I, I don't. That's common, though, with big group projects. Yeah. I, I don't like it when people, like, bow out at the beginning stages when it's getting good. It could get good. Mm. But yeah. I think that's on them. It's it a lot worse if they do it towards the end of something. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a lot worse. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily my problem. But but when the guy was talking about that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some people that couldn't come because of um, medical issues. Mm -hmm. They weren't able to do it. So I get why some there are people that had a hindrance to coming to every rehearsal. And I get, understand that. Um but the one person that he was talking about, I'm like, yeah, I don't think the, they've only been here for like maybe a, a very small handful of rehearsals. Wow. Maybe just a couple, maybe two or three. And I, uh, I, I don't know. In some ways it kind of irks me, but in other ways I'm like, well, as long as I know my part. Yeah. As long as I'm working on what I need to work on, I don't need to worry about these people. There we go there, J-Lo. Yeah. So. Well, you know. babes. Yeah. It's almost three. Is it? Yeah, it's like uh, 2.40. Wow. So what I recommend mm -hmm. is that we stop recording and maybe watch one or two episodes of Rhoda. Yes. Take a look at my Costco order and then maybe start watch the YouTube video on how to make the, our barbecue chicken. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Give me a kiss. Um, what? Okay. Okay. What? You don't want it? No, no, I will. Okay. We're not having bacon with this this time. No.
Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Normally. Alright, normally please. Mm. I love you. I love you too. Alright. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.